Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Earl Time Podcast. This is episode number six. My name is Earl Austin Jr., and of course, we're back talking basketball in the state of Missouri, all across the Show Me State, and I hope you've enjoyed our previous five podcasts. We've uh, tried to take you around the state covering different tournaments and games and all kinds of the happenings on the boys' and girls' front in Missouri, and that's what we're going to continue to do today. Of course, before we get started, I always like to uh, acknowledge my very talented young and talented nephew Richard Austin producing this podcast. Of course, he does a great job. He's a YouTuber himself. He has his own channel. Uh, you can look him up on King Bling and subscribe to his channel. Uh, he's very talented, does a great job with the games and stuff. I know you young people, and even if you're old people, if you enjoy the games, he does a great job with it. As I said, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a lot of the tournaments in the second uh, week of the season. And of course, we're going to talk about uh, the Norm Stewart Classic as well. It was a tremendous event at the University of Missouri. And we're going to talk about a couple of the Christmas tournaments that are happening as we speak. Of course, we'll have our big Christmas tournament preview show next week in episode number seven, but there are a couple of tournaments around the state that are getting started a little bit early, and we'll uh, preview a couple of those as well. As we talked about, we kind of alternate between the girls and the boys, who goes first. Last week, we started with the boys uh, action. This week, we're going to start with the girls, and I talked, as I said, we had so many, we had some great tournaments around the state, and uh, I'll I watched a lot of championship games and uh, it was just tremendous basketball even though I was watching most of them on the stream I felt like it was right I was right there in the in the gymnasium the the crowd was popping the action was good it was almost like state tournament district sectional tournament type of intensity and the play uh, was just as uh, a fun as well so and one of those on the girl side probably the best game of the that I watched this week was at the Liberty North Invitational and that featured Liberty North the host against Staley and you're talking about two of the top class six programs not only in Kansas City but the state of Missouri and they hooked up in the championship game and that game uh, lived up to its billing it was a fantastic game they went back and forth it was all kinds of talent on the floor division one prospects good players and not surprisingly it went down to the last possession of the game and Liberty North defeated Staley by two points 60 to 58 on a a pair of free throws by sophomore guard Millie Perry with uh, 4.9 seconds left Uh, she knocked down the two free throws but uh, Staley had a last opportunity to win that game. And my goodness, they had a wide open look from three point. They ran a great baseline out of bounds play underneath their own basket and had a wide open look at a three point shot to win the game at the buzzer. But it just hit back of the rim and Liberty North comes off with a, a big victory to win that championship. <clears throat> As I said, Millie Perry, the outstanding guard, she had 14 points. But the young lady named Kennedy Herring, a five foot 10 inch senior guard, she led the way with 18 points. Kennedy was very good in this game. She's normally a good facilitator, kind of plays the all-purpose role, but she can score, and she was very assertive in this game. She was hitting pull-up jumpers from three step-backs and getting to the basket and did a great job. I was also impressed with Alex Couch, a 5'9", 5'10", sophomore guard. She's one of the best athletes in the state. Alex does a great job. She gets the ball. She's going. I mean, she's full tilt boogie attacking that basket, and they get her in some ISO situations where she just goes one-on-one and hit a couple of nice jumpers off the glass and she's strong enough that she can post up inside as well. So uh, a very good showing by Liberty North. Staley, on the other hand, is a talented team full of young a very good, bright, bright future for them. Uh, they were led by London Parker, a 5'9 sophomore guard who scored 15 points. And she's much like Alex Krauss, a very athletic guard who's very strong, good high basketball IQ. She was getting into the getting to the basket, scoring off the glass, and she even hit a knockdown a three-pointer. A very good player as well. Of course, her older brother Larry was a starter on Staley's Boys State Championship team last year in London. It was just an excellent player already. He has Division One offers. Ava Miles, a six-foot guard, uh, was probably their best all-around player. Ava scored 13 points, but she just facilitated, did a great job of just getting everybody involved, passing the ball into the to their teammates in their comfort area, and uh, scored in double figures and rebounded the basketball. 
Destiny Manuel, a 6'1 freshman, uh, scored in double figures. And she had some moments where she really controlled the action with her scoring and rebounding as well. And uh, Ava Pickens, uh, a guard, really did a nice job shooting the three-point shot uh, when they were paying attention to other players on the court. She was knocking down timely threes to either give Staley the lead or keep them close and put them in a position to win that game. So it was just a fantastic game played at Liberty North High School between uh, Liberty North and Staley. Moving back to mid-Missouri, it was an excellent championship game played at Centralia High School, and it was the Centralia Panthers, the host school, taking on Moberly, a team which made it to the Class 4 state quarterfinals last season. It was Centralia protecting its home court and winning its own tournament this year. Uh, Pretty much led from start to finish, but um, Moberly really played tough, but Centralia did an excellent job of just kind of controlling the game. And they were led by a young sophomore named Braylon Bronkhorst, a 5'10", 5'11", guard. She scored 19 points and uh, rebounded well and also uh, uh, had four or five dimes as well. And Braylon's a very aggressive player, and she was aggressive from uh, the opening tip. She got the ball, and she was attacking the basket and really getting in the lane, making things happen, either getting it to the free throw line of scoring or she knocked down the mid-range jump shot and uh, she's joined up front by Morgan Ross a six-foot senior forward who had a very solid game it was good to see Morgan back on the court of course Morgan season last year was cut short by a knee injury and missed that and missed a lot of the summer so she's getting back where she played volleyball had a great season and having her back she's a very talented uh, post player who can also go outside as well a young lady named Reagan Anderson was a difference maker with her three-point shooting. She had three during the game and finished with 11 points. It looked like each three she hit really kind of really spurred on the momentum. The young lady who uh, really kind of stirred the drink if you will, for Centralia's a freshman named Ryan Gordon, a five foot seven freshman point guard. She's one of the best point guards uh, in the state as terms of, especially in the freshman class. She really knows how to run a team. She knows how to get the ball to her uh, scores in a position to score. She plays the pace and she can slow it down and really has a good high basketball IQ, a lot of savvy. And then she could score. She was knocking down the open three when presented to her. And she's just a pass first point guard who can really uh, do the job as well. And that really makes Centralia a very good team. Mobley was led by a young lady named Grace Billington. Of course, a 5'10 guard who's headed to Murray State. She's one of the best one-on-one scorers that, that we've seen in the state. I mean, she's just a bucket. Plays an old-school game. She had 21 points in this game, but she just plays at her own pace. She gets to the basket if she wants to, and she could stop on the dime. She was setting up her uh, defenders, knocking down three-point shots off the step back, and uh, very entertaining player to watch. And she's part of a, a inside-outside combination. Of course, she's the outside and Inside is Asa Fanny in a six-foot forward who had a very solid game. She's really played well inside, but she can also uh, put the ball on the floor as well and drive it from the, the high post area and score it inside as well. She scored her 1,000th career point in this Centralia tournament, so congratulations to Asa on that special accomplishment. I watched a couple of the other games in that tournament. I saw some very good players. I saw the third-place game. It was Boonville defeating uh, Salisbury, Boonville's led by a young lady named Zoe Davis, a 5'10 senior forward who's one of the better forwards in the mid-Missouri area. She is a tough physical player. She gets that ball. She's getting into the on a post up or driving to the basket. She does not mind the contact at all, and she can really score around that basket. But she's versatile. She'll get the ball off the defensive glass, and she'll take off on the fast break and throw a very nice pass to a cutting teammate in transition. And she's had a very good career here at uh, Boonville, and she's surrounded by some very young but very talented players. Kerrigan Cooper, who's a sophomore, who's a nice perimeter shooter. I mean, her three-point shot looked so pure. Ball wasn't touching net half the time, or the net didn't move. That's how nice her three-point shot was. And then Effie Morris is another sophomore who really plays with a lot of speed. She gets that ball, and she's gone. A lot of speed. I think she runs track. If she doesn't, she should, because the young lady can move up and down that court with a lot of speed. 
they defeated a Salisbury team who's led by a Julia Sloan, a 5'7", about 5'8", forward. She's a junior. I really like watching her play because, you know, when I played, I was an undersized player, played inside and just used a lot of guile and uh, craftiness. And that's what Julia does, even though she's only 5'7". She's strong around that basket. She has good footwork and she can really score with both hands around the basket. She had one move where she scored on a left-handed hook shot. It was out of the old 1950s, old school play that time, high off the glass. It was very impressive. And, of course, she could step out and shoot that jump shot as well. But she really does her money in the post, but just a good all-around player and a very solid player that leads that team. Also, Emerson Hammonds, a 5'9 senior, who really kind of heated up as the game went on. She's very athletic, moves up and down that court, but she started shooting that ball from three-point range as well and really uh, really contributed to a pretty good effort for Salisbury. In the fifth-place game, North Callaway defeated Bacon. North Callaway is a team which I watched this summer. I saw them at the Higby uh, shootout uh, in Mobley, at the place in Mobley this uh, June, and they had some good athletes on that team. They had a young lady named Natalie Schrock, uh, 5'9 junior, who she really started out knocking down corner threes. Then they came out on her, and she drive by people who can post up a good athlete who could shoot. And a young lady named Lakin Hartley, who's also a junior, who's also a good athlete. She was shooting the passing lanes, getting steals, led the layups, and she hit down, hit an open three as well. Nice player also was Riley Blevins, who was a senior and a point guard and kind of really controlled things for North Callaway. Macon High School has a very good young player who I enjoyed watching. Her name is Reese Barnett. And uh, she was a very good three-point shooter. She can only not only she could shoot it off the catch, but she was knocking down triples off the dribble as well, knocking down step-back threes, and just really kind of setting up her team, setting up her defenders, a little jab step here, and hitting the three-point shot. So, uh, very good uh, tournament. The Centralia, some very good players. Another great uh, tournament game, much like the tournament in Kansas City, which I talked about, Liberty North. This one took place at Monroe City, going into the northeast part of the state. It was. Uh, Palmyra taking on uh, South Shelby in the championship game of that tournament. And this game was back and forth and went all the way down to the wire and was decided on a last second shot. Palmyra, I should say, Palmyra defeated South Shelby 64 to 61. And doing heroics was uh, Claire Williams, a 5'9 junior guard. She had a three-pointer at the buzzer. And uh, the place was up for grabs after she hit that shot. She caught it on a baseline inbounds play. Looks like she was going to pass it. Instead, she took two dribbles to the back and launched one from about 22 feet. And it hit the bottom of the net as the buzzer was going off and touched off a wild celebration, as it should, at Palmyra, excuse me, at Monroe City's gym. Uh, two very good teams went at it. So it's not surprising. You know, Claire Williams is an excellent pair. Kendra King, great player inside as well. Palmyra has one of the top teams teams in class three this season and South Shelby has been one of the top teams in class three they've been to the final four last couple of years and uh, they made a strong effort to win this championship they had a young lady named Callie McWilliams who I saw this year summer at their South Shelby at their summer shootout and uh, she impressed me and she scored 27 points in this game before going out with an injury and she's an excellent ball player a lot of speed and of course Bell Rausch uh, kind of a dependable hard-working 5'9 junior forward scored 20 points she plays with a high motor at all times you're never cheated when Bell is out there on the court because she's going at 100% and really plays bigger than her actual height. Moving to the southwest part of this thing, we'll show some love for the Glendale Falcons. They're off to a very good start as well. The young ladies are 5-0, and they won the Blue Eye Tournament, the Blue Eye Invitational, and uh, they won 20 games last year, and they have a pretty talented team. They have a young lady named Maddie Zing, who's a six-foot guard, very talented left-handed guard who can uh, shoot the ball but really handle and pass it, has a little flair to her game and uh, really is going to come into her home. I enjoyed watching her play quite a bit uh, this summer for uh, Missouri Flight and my man Dale Lambert. She played up at the 17U level. They also have a very good veteran post player forward named Avery Givens, who's a double-double player, uh, doing an excellent job. And they have a nice, talented player named Ari Warren, who's a freshman, did some doing some nice things, provide some speed and quickness. So uh, Glendale looking to make some noise once again in the Springfield area. Moving south real quick, it was uh, the Lady Fox Invitational, I believe it was at Chaffee High School. And it was Benton Kelly 
winning that tournament. And I talked about uh, Benton's boys last week's episode winning a big tournament this year. Week is the girls. Now, they won a district championship last year, and uh, they have a very good player in Jada Griggs, a 5'8 forward, very versatile player. Moves people around inside, knows how to maneuver around that paint. He has a nice touch, but then she shoots the ball from the outside and handles the ball well and can pass it finding open teammates. So, Kelly, congratulations, winning a championship at Sheffy High School. In Columbia, in mid-Missouri, of course, the, the Norm Stewart Classic was a tremendous event. Of course, there was 26 games, boys and girls, mostly boys games, but there was some good girls action as well. And a couple of the games I was able to see, I watched Jefferson City Helias take on Fayette. Now, Helias, a big school, 5A power, taking on a small school, Fayette, which I believe was the last substitution, but a good opportunity to play uh, against one of the top teams in the state. And Helias won pretty easily, but uh, it's good for Fayette to play against some pretty good competition. Of course, one lady that stood out for Helias that game was Claire Galbraith, the 5'9", 5'10", senior guard. She was all over the place defensively and getting steals and deflections, and the young lady can really shoot the three, as does Adam and Kellen, the 6'1", forward who's headed uh, Bradley, I believe. It was a Murray State Bradley. She's headed Division One, and, uh, of course, she's a talented stretch four player. On Fayette's team, they're going to be somebody to look at in Class 2, not only now, but in the future as well. Oakley Hill is a young lady who played at Camdenton last year, who transferred to uh, Fayette. She's a six-foot forward guard who's very versatile. She's a, a good piece to build around with that team. And, you know, she could score inside with her size, but then she's got the skill set to operate on the perimeter. And they have a little freshman named Addie Gibbs, Addison Gibbs, 5-2 point guard, who's played real well at one of our Prep Hoops freshman showcases in September. She really has a lot of speed, and she plays with a lot of uh, gumption and confidence, really goes and gets it. And uh, she's not afraid out there, so that's good to see as well. So watch for Fayette uh, down the road in Class 2. Columbia Hickman had a nice win over Grain Valley. This game, Grain Valley led for much of the much of the game, three quarters, but then Hickman took it over. We talked about Grain Valley last week, a very good team. They won to win the Tonka tournament. And Columbia Hickman uh, really, uh, you know, just their size and strength uh, really took over down the stretch. A young lady that stood out was Saray Stimmons, a 5'10 junior, one of the best athletes in the state, uh, really excels defensively, but now she's really playing it offensively as well. She could slash to the basket. She was a uh, that's the tremendous on the offensive glass. She's got quick jumping ability, nose for the basketball, and she was getting putbacks. And she hit that 15-foot jump shot as well, and she was a player of that game. A power from the southwest part of the state, Strafford, played against Knox, Kentucky, with a very good victory. Elsie Larson, a sophomore guard, son of a daughter of the coach, really shoots the three well, 5'9", uh, Good all-around player. She was an all-state player last year, and she was a dominant player in uh, this game as well. Lauren Jones, a 5'9 senior, has been a steady player who can shoot the ball, and she scored her 1,000th career point in this game. Congratulations to her on that accomplishment as well. So Stratford, a very good team in Class 3, one of many, many very good Class 3 teams on that uh, southwest part of the state. Of course, there were three of them that were in the championship final four last year, uh, of course, and two of them played in the state championship as well. It was Fair Grove, I believe, being El Dorado Springs, who had won the championship the year before, and then Skyline was also in that final four, and Stratford good enough to play in that final four, but they were knocked off in the districts by Fair Grove, so that part of the state is always very good, particularly in the small schools. Rockbridge, back in the Columbia, defeated Park Hill South, a rematch of last year's uh, Class 6 quarterfinal game, and it was all Jada Porter in this game, uh, 26 points, 11 rebounds, and two blocks, and just showing why she's one of the most dominant players, and not only in the state of Missouri, but the Midwest, and one of the best young forwards, power players, forward centers, whatever you want to call her, but one of the best in the country as well. She was on a point in this particular game. Uh, we'll talk about Incarnate Word Academy. Uh, they were 
traveled, of course, there they they plug they go to a lot of different places, play in a lot of national events, and they were in the Holiday Hoop Fest in Salt Lake City, and they picked up a couple of big wins. They defeated Leahy, Utah, and they defeated Las Vegas Centennial to come home with a couple of wins and run their winning streak to 104 games as well. Nevaeh Caffey and Zoe Best, a couple of top Division One level players. Zoe Best headed to SEMO uh, already. Uh, they uh, both are averaging about 15 points a game in this season as well. KJ, uh, Kaylin James, of course, of uh, averaging 10 points. She's headed to Northern Iowa. A couple of other young ladies, individuals you want I want to talk about. A young lady from Truman High School named Layla Scott is off to a great start. She's averaging about 22 points a game with seven rebounds, and she's a 5'6 guard who uh, led them last year. They had they won 25 games last year, had a great season. They've graduated a lot of their talent, so she's really stepped up her uh, production. She scored 38 points in a game last week and has three other games of 27 points as well. And also, uh, in a record books, a young lady from Ray Peck, Ray Moore Peculiar, Peyton Johnson, in a game Tuesday night, hit nine three-pointers in a game. A new school record and a win over Ruskin. Not only did she had nine, but she it, she took ten shots. Nine out of ten from three point shots. That's ninety percent. That's not layups. That's three pointers. That's impressive. Very good work. As we talked about, Christmas season is here, or just about, and that also brings about Christmas tournament action around the state of Missouri. Now, I guess as we said, next week we're going to have uh, our big Christmas preview. Uh, Blowout, but there's a couple of game, a couple of uh, tournaments that are going on and just getting started, which will be happening primarily in the southeast part of the state. One of them is the girls' Christmas tournament, the Lady Royals Christmas Classic, which is at uh, Twin Rivers High School, and the quarterfinals will be uh, tomorrow on Monday, and the semifinals will be Thursday, with the championship game being on the 23rd next Saturday. And the top seeds will be Donovan, a very good program. Uh, they're led by 6'1", senior Kenzie Reedus, and his freshman uh, sensation, Carson Haygood. East Carter is an excellent ball club as well. Brianna Dolman, an excellent post player, and Dylan Price lead the way for East Carter there to two seed. Kennett, led by another freshman sensation, Alice Edwards, averaging over 30 a game. They're the three seed. Neelyville. Portageville, Portageville, very talented team as well. And Dexter are the top six seeds in this 16-team field. And then the other tournament going on is the First State Community Bank Holiday Classic. And they're held at a couple of locations, of course. The first couple of rounds are held at Saxony Lutheran High School in Cape Girardeau. And then they'll move on to the... I believe the Show Me Center on the campus of Southeast Missouri State University. Semifinals will be Monday, and the championship game will be Thursday night. Uh, the top seed will be Class 1 at Power Delta, the run-and-gun Delta. They've scored 100 points in a couple of games already. In class, uh, second seed will be Class 6 Jackson, host Saxony, Saxony Lutherans, the third seed. Perryville St. Vincent is the four seed. Kelly, number five, and Woodland will be six. So uh, two very good tournaments, kind of getting the Christmas uh, uh, tournament, holiday tournament season started as well. So that's a look at all the girls' action around the state. And uh, when we come back, we'll have uh, the boys' report. We'll talk about the boys' tournament, all kinds of action. And we'll talk a little about Aaron Rowe, one of the top players in the country, after this word from Prep Hoops. Basketball season is here, and if you want the best statewide coverage, check out our websites, Prep Hoops Missouri and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. Whether it's in the big cities or small towns or Class 1 all the way up to Class 6, our Prep Hoops websites will cover the action on a year-round basis with evaluations and player rankings. And make sure to take advantage of our special deal where you can get 30% off your first subscription. Just enter EarlTime30 in the coupon code and get your discount and follow the great players of the Show Me State. If a kid's got game, Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri have as your name. Get your subscription today. And welcome back to the Earl Time Podcast, where we talked about uh, tournaments and stuff, but also we talk about college commitments as well. We got one, a big one, during the week, earlier this week. Uh, Aaron Rowe, the top uh, junior in the state of Missouri and one of the top 20 players in the country in the class of 2025 from Father Tolton, is going to stay home and commit to the University of Missouri and coach Dennis Gates. And congratulations to Aaron and congratulations to Coach Gates on keeping one of the top players in the state at home and Aaron 
of course, was a tremendous player, not only at Father Tolton as a freshman on a state runner-up team, but as a sophomore, he played at Link Academy on a team starting backcourt, which uh, won the Geico National Championship. And, of course, he played on uh, some very talented Mocan Elite uh, AAU grassroots program as well. So Aaron Rowe, who you'll see this uh, season at Father Tolton, 6'2", junior guard. And uh, he'll add an, another great element to that program, not only for Tolton, but in another year or two to uh, the University of Missouri's basketball program. So congratulations to Aaron Rowe on his commitment to University of Missouri. Meanwhile, tournament action. We talked about some of the great uh, girls tournament action. We had some great tournaments going on on the boys' side as well. And probably the most exciting one happened down south at uh, Sykeston High School at the Old Fieldhouse. It was a SEMO conference tournament. And it was Sykeston versus New Madrid County Central in the championship. But to set the atmosphere, I've been to this tournament on many times. It's been a few years since I've been there. But you go to the SEMO conference tournament, especially the night of semifinal or championship night, you better get there about a couple hours early if you want to get a seat, if you want to get in the building. I've gone there. You show up at 530. There's 200, 200, 300 people outside the building waiting to get in the Sykeston Fieldhouse, which is pretty big. I mean, that's how serious uh, folks are about their basketball in the boot hill. And especially when you got two state powers such as Sykeston, which is one of the favorites for Class 5 a state championship going against New Madrid, who won the Class 3 state championship and one of the favorites to repeat uh, this year. And the game lived up to the billing as it turned out to be a, a drag out, emotional, highly charged game atmosphere with Sykeston pulling out a 72 to 70 victory over the Eagles. It was a fun game to watch. It was just momentum swings. Sykeston ran out to about a 15 point lead. They turned New Madrid over, got to a fast break going. Uh, Dontrez Jones threw down some dunks. Uh, Tristan Wiggins uh, was shooting threes, and then all of a sudden things slowed down a little bit, and then Jadis Jones, the 6'5 star from New Madrid, started to take over the inside, and he had one of the most impressive games that you're going to see in the state all season. He had 33 points and 23 rebounds. Wow! 23 rebounds, yes, and just played with just high-level energy. And the only thing that stopped him was Jadis fouled out of the game with about less than three minutes to go. And New Magic was up 67 to 62. And that's when Sykeston was able to make their final move of that game. And they particularly pulled that game out. But like I say, Jadis was tremendous. And just as impressive in that game was Tristan Wiggins, the six-foot guard, a thick-bodied junior point guard who scored 26 points. But he was knocking down threes. He had five threes. He was five of 11 from three-point range, and he had big shots in the fourth quarter as they were just going back and forth. So it was a fantastic game, a fantastic atmosphere, and uh, uh, congratulations to the folks down at, South, at the SEMO Conference for putting on another great show. Poplar Bluff had a very, very compress, impressive win as they defeated Cape Girardeau Central to finish in third place. A very balanced team by Poplar Bluff. And Cape Girardeau Central is a team which got a, have a lot of talent, but they may be getting some help. They've had a lot of injuries in the part of the first part of the season but from what I was listening to the folks sit down there say that they're going to get a lot of help with those young men coming back healthy you know Markel Murray an outstanding 6'3 sophomore was out with an injury suffered during football season uh, he's expected to come back Mateo uh, Rivers is a point guard uh, expected to come back as well Max Vogel is a 6'5 forward and uh they just got a lot of uh, a lot of good talent. Uh, just waiting to get back. If they can get all their key kids back, uh, they they're gonna they're gonna be a team to watch. Big tournament back in St. Louis, the Webster Classic. Always a good team, and it was a good field this year. And uh, it was the St. Mary's Dragons coming away with the championship of this particular uh, tournament. St. Mary's has been on a roll this year. Brian Turner really has those kids playing, and they they were twelve and zero after winning this tournament. You know they're playing in a tournament, I believe, in Southern Illinois. Uh, this weekend, but they have off to a great start, and nobody in the state is playing better right now than Zyrie Collins, a six-foot 
point guard. Of course, the Collins name at St. Mary should be familiar to you. It is, because, of course, he's the younger brother of Yuri Collins, who is a four-year star at St. Mary's and a tremendous player at St. Louis University, the all-time leader in the Atlantic 10 Conference and St. Louis U in assist. Just a human assist, one of the best passers I've ever seen at the college level. Zyre could pass the ball as well, but Zyre's a bucket getter, too, as well, and he's shown that. He set the tournament scoring record. It scored 98 points in three games, and in the first two games, he had, the game I watched, he had 40 against Lee Summit North, and he had 38 against a good, good uh, Webster Groves team to host in the semifinals as well. And, and before that, he scored 46 against John Burroughs in a regular season game uh, to really kind of get get things going. But the game against Lee Summer North, I was talking about, he was there. Lee Summer North, a very good team. I talked about them in the last show. They were a good team that won the Fog Allen Invitational, a good team from the Kansas City area. And they were up 9 or 10 points in the third quarter on St. Mary's. Then you, and then uh, Zyrie goes on this run. He hits three consecutive pull-up jump shots in transition. Dribbles down and hits three. He hits the first one. Crowd cheers. He hits the second one. The crowd roars. He hits the third one. He totally unsettles the building. Folks are going nuts. And then St. Mary's takes the lead, and they pretty much took control of it from there. Kid's been unbelievable, averaging 30 points a game. But the key to them winning this year not, is not so much Zyrie scoring, because he scored a ton last year, but just did not have enough help. This year, they're getting help. First, they get help from their defense. They're a bunch of scrappy. They're not real big, but they're scrapped defensively, and they create turnovers and fast-break opportunities. But some other young men are stepping up, and one of them is Demetrius Griffin, a senior point guard. He's not very big, 5'6". In the championship game against CBC, Zyrie only had 19. Demetrius had 25 points and 10 dimes, and it wasn't. And a lot of it, he was creating his own shot. So he was getting confident, knocking down threes, breaking down defenders, uh, dishing for layups and threes. And he really had a tremendous game. And he made the all tournament team, as did Caden Moore, a 6'2 junior, who had a 20 spot in that game as well. Uh, in the other games, Ethan Smith, a guard, a junior, a left handed kid, was knocking down open three pointers. And they have a young man named Xavier Clark, who's a freshman, but he's a high energy kid who plays with a fearless brand of basketball, attacking the ball. So, St. Mary is going to be fun to watch throughout the rest of the year. And maybe, maybe not a surprise to Coach Turner and the kids, but a surprise to a lot of different people with how they've been able to shoot themselves out of the gate this year and win a big time tournament uh, to start the season. And we talked about CBC. They're kind of in a transition year, but a good run to the championship game. Of course, uh, uh, Bris- Coach Briscoe is uh, the new coach coming over from Kirkwood. And uh, they have a good player named Teron Garrett, uh, 6'5", smooth, athletic uh, two-guard who really shoots it. But I like how he can just dribble back people in and shoot over the top in that mid-range area. He just plays the game at a nice, uh, nice easy speed. And a young man, a sophomore named Devin Houston, who kind of introduced himself to the, the Metro area this year. He's a thick-bodied guy. He looks like he should be playing running back on that football field. I don't know, 220 or whatever, thick, but he can move. And he gets the down the hill to the basket. Ain't no stopping him. You know, as McFadden and Whitehead said, ain't no stopping us now we're on the move that's Devin Houston (laughs) no stopping him he's big and physical and he gets to the basket as well and Landon Schlanger is a 6'7 senior very solid player does a good job uh, shoot can shoot the three-pointer and can score around that basket Matt Margalski is a 6'10 forward center who's improving as well rebounds the basketball as well of course Webster Groves finished third and they are led by Isaiah Purvey he had a pretty strong tournament as well the all the recruit just a big body matchup nightmare at 6-4 lefty and Scotty Atkinson folks got a chance to watch him in action he had a couple of big games had 20 points in that semifinal game a very exciting freshman Hazelwood Central, Coach Kelvin Lee took over the program, and he's got them going in the right direction. They had a big win in that first-round game against John Burroughs, and he's got a nice triumvirate of guards, one led by Travis Green III, who's been watching him for four years, who's just a young man who just attacks, 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 really gets after it, and he's got a nice mid-range jump shot as well. He had 21 in that game against Hazelwood Central, and he made the all-tournament team. Travis, just he's somebody you like in your program because he's giving you 100%. He's always on the go. And you got these two guards that are juniors. Michael Nunley, 
you kind of was a revelation to a lot of people. In that first game against John Burroughs, he had 26 points and was just ISOing kids, getting into the middle, knocking down floaters and open three-point shots. Very impressive game. And Izzy Prude, who's a young man from transferred from Luther North, known best for knocking down the three-point shot at the buzzer against Steyer to put the state semifinal game in overtime last year, which Luther North would win and get to the championship game. He's now at Eastwood Central, and he's a very good point, good point shooting guard, whatever, a combo guard, good quickness, can shoot the three. So that's a good, nice group of kids that uh, Kelvin has to build around. He's got some good length also up front, 6'4 type kids, and uh, uh, he's going to be heard from. Again, Kelvin, of course, has won wherever he has been. John Burroughs won the Consolation Championship, and a young man who stood out, two guys, inside and outside. Inside, you know about Tristan Reed. He had a nice tournament, big 6'8", power forward, Division One offers all around the, uh, the yin-yang. Young man that really stood out this tournament was Owen Walther, a 6'3 junior guard. Of course, his dad was Chip Walther, who was an outstanding three-sport athlete at Burroughs, led him to a state championship in football as a quarterback. I think mean, he was a heck of a baseball player, but a great basketball player and walked on and played for M- Mizzou and Norm Stewart as well. <clears throat> well, his son, Owen, is a knockdown shooter. He had 15 threes and set the, the, the new tournament record, knocking down 15 threes in three games. And he's really improved as a player. He's bigger. He's 6'3". He can also put it on the floor. He's passing, setting up teammates. So he's more than just a shooter, but he can do that very well. Uh, McClure North, my alma mater, uh, has a, a good up-and-coming player named Harrison Bailey Howard, a 6'3 junior guard who's a good athlete, who can knock down mid-range jump shots. He's going to average 17, 18 points a game and really uh, does a fine job with that team as well as, well as does their head coach, young man I've known since he was in grade school, Rashad Lindsay. He does a great job at McClure North, really getting those kids to buy in and play hard. So uh, good to see him uh, going to have some success this year. Next tournament we're going to look at, uh, we have some small school tournaments, a uh, couple that we're going to throw around here. I watched on the the Husker Classic, which was played at Lafayette County or Higginsville, if you will, and uh, watch it on midvid.com. Shout out to Midvid, Drew Tully and his crew. They do a great job. I've watched a ton of games on Midvid over the years, and uh, this was a great game as well. It turned out it was Lafayette County, the host school, playing Hogan Prep out of Kansas City in the championship game, and Hogan Prep uh, came away with a 65-64 victory. They just went back and forth. This game went back and forth almost the entire game, and uh, Hogan Prep's scored late. Higginsville had a chance to win late, and Hogan Prep able to get the stop. They were led, Hogan Prep was led by a Dewan Barrett, 6'3", guard forward. And, you know, I like the big guys. He's about 6'3". It looked like he's about 240, 250, a beefy post player, but he can work inside. He had great footwork. He had a nice touch. He can contoured his body at different angles and shoot it off the glass and he scored 27 points in that game and they have a good quick guard named Jeremiah Flowers who twisted his ankle had to leave the game for a minute there but he came back hit some big shots hits the three and he had 21 in that game as well uh, Lafayette County was led by Jamil Merritt a guard who scored 29 points and uh, he was really uh, letting it rip getting the ball uh, just attacking the basket did a nice job scoring in traffic, and then if you back off, he could hit the jump shot. Very talented player. So Lafayette County is a team that looks like they're just turning over talent. They've made it to the Final Four the last two years. A couple of years ago, they were just a whisker away from winning a state championship, losing to a very good Charleston team. That was when they had the great Mason Rumsey back then. And so they come back last year and, and make a nice run, and looks like they're going to have another pretty good team for Coach Stoner. As I talked about, got his 500th win uh, just recently. A great small school tournament game. Also, the KCI tournament, which was played at Hamilton Penny High School, and it was Plattsburgh and East Buchanan. And uh, these two teams didn't didn't think uh, 32 minutes was enough, so they went and played two overtimes. And Plattsburgh outlasted East Buchanan uh, 85-78, I believe the score was. The story was Isaiah Howard, the young man headed to North Dakota State, one of the best, not only the best small school players, but one of the best players in the state. He had 43 points in this game, and they needed every one of them. Isaiah could score at all three levels, and uh, he really took over the game when they really needed him. Uh, but give East Buchanan credit. East Buchanan actually was down three in regulation, and they hit a three-point shot to, to tie it. A young man named Blake Pryor, and they ran a great 
they had the ball on, on the other end of the court about five, six seconds, ran a tremendous play, got the ball. Kids was dribbling down the sidelines. They passed it down the sidelines like a sideline break. While they were doing that, Blake Pryor was running along the opposite baseline, and they timed it perfectly. The pass came, Pryor caught it, turned, and shot it with full confidence, and that ball hit nothing but string music as the buzzer sounded and sent that game into overtime. It was very excited. I'm watching on the stream. I kind of like, wow, I jumped up too. That was a nice play, and it was a heck of a shot. If you can, as a young man, we talked about Isaiah Howard. They got their own Isaiah, a young man named Isaiah Watkins, a left-handed junior guard, about 6'3". He was shooting the ball, a score, but he was one of the best passers I've seen. He really looked to pass his teammates open. He was finding them before they knew they were open. Whether it was in the half quarter in transition, the young lefty really knew how to dish the rock, and I was very impressed with that, as 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 well as his ability to score that basketball. Moving closer to St. Louis and Jefferson County, it was the Gene Steighorse Invitational at Hillsboro High School, and that was won by Park Hill Central. And Park Hill Central, the Rebels have had quite a last couple of weeks of action. These are most a lot of these young men uh, were on the state championship football team. They just won the state title in convincing fashion over a good Seneca team. And then with really any practice, they basically had to play four basketball games in a week. They played this tournament, then they had to play a great battle team in the Norm Stewart Classic. Lost that game, but gave a very good accounting for themselves for being just getting out there off the football field. But they won the three games at Hillsborough and they defeated Windsor in the championship game. A young man named Caden Casey, who's had a tremendous career. He had 30 points uh, in that game, hit six three-pointers. He's an excellent wide receiver on that uh, football team. And uh, he's he's had an excellent career playing alongside the great Joby Bryant. And Joby, of course, uh, had a wonderful football career in the state championship game. Six touchdowns, rushing, receiving, and one passing. So a total of seven touchdowns. And then he shows up and gets 22-9-7 and seven in the championship game as well. That's been one of the best backcourts in the state of Missouri. And, of course, together they helped the Rebels win a football championship. And last year they helped the Rebels get to a state championship final against Vashon last year for the first time. So quite a bit happening at uh, Park Hill Central. Uh, Windsor is a very good team. Uh, they won 20 last year, and they have an excellent young point guard named Noah Barnes, who's a junior who's been a nice player ever since his freshman year when he uh, entered the starting lineup. Very good player, one of the best players in the Jefferson County area. A lot of savvy, pass it, shoot it and uh, just a high basketball IQ. Uh, Hillsborough, the host school, uh, finished in third place, defeating Rockwood Summit. A young man named Dominic Sutton had 27, and a very promising young man I know named Greg Robinson, a 6'7 junior, uh, also scored in double figures. If he had a good Summit team, they also have a good inside out, much like uh, Hillsborough, a really, really good senior guard. That's Quincy Thomas, a four-year starter. Excellent player. His dad, I know, Coach Mike, uh, was a heck of a player to Northern Iowa. Good player in that area, in that era. His son's a very good ball player as well. Quincy could handle it. Very good passer. He's been a four-year starter, as I said. And they got a very good young big named Oliver Poljic, 6'8", sophomore. Really played strong. Played, played up a level in his AU team with uh, Arsenal Hoops. And uh, he's somebody to watch in that class of 26. One more player from that tournament I want to talk about is a kid out of second named Colin DeBold, who I've uh, enjoyed watching throughout his career, not only with Seckman, but with the Triple Threat Academy for his dad. He's a 6'5 guard, but he's a very nice point guard. He can really pass, has great court vision, sees the court well, but can really score from all three levels as well. I think he's going to make somebody a very good college player when that comes to pass as well, Colin DeBold. So that's a look at what's going on around uh, some of the smaller school tournaments. Now we're going to head back to... uh, Columbia real quick and uh, we're going to talk about the Norm Stewart Classic. There were so many games as we said 26 and we're just going to talk about a few of the highlights there. Of course the highlight of course was the money that's been made for the American Cancer Society for the fight against uh, cancer and cancer research and of course Norm Stewart and what he's done founding the Coaches versus Cancer 30 years ago and it's just been remarkable what he's done and of course Norm's at the games as well and teams and players you can see 
obviously taking photos with them and you know and, and it's just a, a thrill for the kids there and obviously the coaches too have grown up watching Missouri basketball to see Norm there as well and of course great basketball uh, throughout the weekend probably the best game of course the best matchup they were all w- were waiting for was uh, the Oak Park Vashon game which would happen late Saturday night and Oak Park uh, came away with a, a 77-72 double overtime victory you're talking arguably like I say the two best two of the best teams you know Vashon 4A champion three times over Oak Park one of the favorites in class six and it was a tremendous game a lot of tremendous perimeter players out there on the court they were going back and forth and looked like Vashon had a victory but then with about two seconds left three seconds left in in regulation it was Caleb Estes a 6'3 junior guard jumped up and knocked down a 25 footer and uh, gave uh, Oak Park the tie and Nicholas Randall had a half court shot that went off the backboard almost went in and won the game for Vashon but they played extra back basketball and Oak Park was able to uh, control the overtime and win that game. They were able to match up well with Vashon because they got five guards and they're all at different sizes and two of their bigger players are also guards. Corbin Allen had a great game. He had 16 points and Josh Corey, an athletic 6'4 guard, had 16 as well. So it was a great game to have uh, with those two teams and it was great. A great Kansas City team, a great St. Louis team right there in the middle of the state and they go into overtime and on the big floor at the state school. It doesn't get any better than that. Vianney High School and played against Springfield Central, two other, two more very good basketball teams. And uh, Kevin Walsh's Vianney team came away with a nice win over a good Springfield Central team. Luke Walsh's son, the junior guard, excellent game shooting the ball. Eddie Smidge also scored in double figures. And then big Simon Guy had a near double-double. And he, that's a 7-3 kid. He's really getting better. He runs the court and he gets the ball. He's going to dunk it. And uh, he can block shots as well. And as he continues to get better, uh, along with the, the rest of the talent that Viani has. They're going to be a, a dangerous team in Class 5. A game I enjoyed watching also, North Kansas City against East St. Louis. And this game, East St. Louis was in control until in the last quarter, North Kansas City exploded, scored 22 points. And young man named Jaden Washington, a very thick-bodied 6-1 guard, knocked down three threes on the fourth quarter and just kind of turned that game around. And North Kansas City won that game by five. Uh, 60 to 55. Uh, Jaden was really, really good in that game, as was a young man named Samuel Dada, 6'8", seniors forward. And the, the league, the game was full of 6'6 six, six and 6'7 six, guys on both sides. And Dada had not only 11 points, but it was a 17 rebounds. He really controlled the defensive boards that game and uh, got the player of the game honors for that as well. East St. Louis uh, team that's one of the top in Illinois was a 3A state uh, f- a final, just a final four team. They have a six seven four named Davis Bynum. Very impressive forward who's going to uh, Cal State Fullerton as well played for my buddy Terrell Ramey's AAU team. And he's a long, thin drink of water, but he could shoot the ball, handle it, was hitting threes and getting to the basket. Fun to watch as well. Hickman, defeat, young one of the local schools, defeated Principi in a very good game as well. And I had Brock Camp, a big 6'6", 240, tight end, power forward, because he's a football star as well, had his way. He had 28 and 12, and uh, he's always fun to watch. He's a matchup problem, too, because he can score inside and score outside. Uh, Warrensburg is a team uh, I took a look at against Peoria Quest, and Warrensburg uh, trailed but came back with a nice fourth quarter to win that game. They have a couple of nice guards, and they're the coach's sons. They know how to play. Uh, Nicholas Nemo, who's dad, Chris, is the head coach of the team. Really good sophomore guard who can shoot the ball and handle it. Really plays well. And uh, Josh Thomas, a 6'2 guard, is uh, dad is the assistant coach, Mike. And Josh is a very confident uh, uh, 6'2 guard, plays with a lot of swag and confidence. But he's really coming into his own this year. I watched him this summer really shooting the ball well, handle it, making good decisions with the ball. Uh, nice player as well. And they got a big kid inside who really came on down the stretch in that fourth quarter. Maddox Coolencamp, 6'5", believe a football prospect, big body kid, really did a nice job finishing around that basket. So that's a look at what's going on around the, the Norm Stewart Classic. We got a couple of more t- 
tournaments uh, we, uh just a few the Centralia tournament we talked about the girls as well and uh, it was won this time the boys it was won by Hallsville High School they defeated Salisbury as a nice win Salisbury is number one ranked in class two in the state champions from last year but Hallsville took control of that game early went on an 11-2 run their full court pressure was really rolling and they were knocking down three point shots but then inside it was Isaac Stinson the 6-4 forward had 17 rebounds and 16 points. I like Isaac. He's really uh, had a nice a nice career. He's really doing a nice job. One of the better players in the mid-Missouri area. Also at Lutheran St. Charles, there was one, another one of the early Christmas tournaments. They're always one of the first to get off the board. It was Winsfield Liberty with a good win, winning the championship over Orchard Farm. Winsfield Liberty is a well-balanced team, very good team. Uh, young man that was MVP, his name is Carter Ashby. Young man can really shoot the basketball. He had some really hot shooting games, especially those first two games. They had a young man named Andrew Badra, Badra, 6'3 forward. I like watching him play. I watched him throughout the Arsenal fall. Day. He's a real crafty scorer around that basket. Head fake, shoulder fake, put it on the floor, keep you off balance, get your buckets around that basket. He had a little jumper here and there. He had 23 in that championship game. Ty Nickerson's another very good player, 6'2, strong, physical player, body. Looks like a football player. Player. He can back you down. He can take you to the basket. He can also knock down a jump shot. Another fit, and then inside, Aiden King is a football conference player. Gives you muscle at six six inside. So a nice win uh, for Winsfield Liberty, winning a championship. And finally, as far as tournament play going on, the Carthage tournament in Southwest Missouri, and it was the host Carthage Tigers defeating Webb City, two very good teams as well. Carthage as a kid is very underrated. I really enjoy watching play. His name is Justin Ray. He's a 6'1 guard who just knows, plays the game, just can, can shoot. He had 25, but he he got the thing. He got the engine started. He had three three-pointers, all of them well beyond three-point range. Good savvy on the court, really plays. You know, has a little jab step, can really rock you to sleep and just has a, a good feel for the game as well. And he had a big game and kind of get, get, got uh, Carthage going. Uh, Webb City has some real good guard play. Baron Duda is one guy I like to recognize, 6'3 guard. Has had a very nice career as well. And lastly, uh, the Clarkton tournament, one tournament that's going on as we speak as well, at, and that's going down in the Southeast tournament as well. And Malden is the number one seed. Risco is also in. And Portageville, always a very good team uh, in class two as well. Those are some of the teams that are in action. But I always like watching this tournament on Acorp. Shout out to Acorp uh, Media as well. Did the Does all the action in CMOS, big school, small school. I like watching this tournament because I love that their, their, their nickname is the reindeer. And you look at the Clark, the court, you get a chance. <laughs> the court is beautiful. It's just got a big deer head antlers on the court that spreads out almost on the whole court. And it's, it's very impressive to look at as well. So I always get a chance to watch the, the Clarkton uh, uh, tur- Christmas tournament as well. So that's a look once again about what's going on around the state of Missouri. I really look forward to next week's uh, episode because, of course, you know, it's Christmas is here. And that means Christmas holiday tournaments as well. And that means Christmas basketball and great hospitality rooms. And before I talk about hospitality, before I get out of here, I cannot get out of here without talking about that bowl of chili I had at the Webster Classic. Thank God I remembered that. Kathy Johnson, who's the mother of uh, assistant AD, made this chili. It's one of the best bowls of chili I've ever had. That's one of the highlights you'll get at these Christmas tournaments, as well as great basketball. And of course, next week we'll be we'll be previewing Christmas tournament basketball around the state of Missouri. There's so many of them to get around, so get your brackets in. And of course, we'll be talking about it. And of course, on Prep Hoops, get your 30% discount, Earl Time 30. Don't forget that as well. Look forward to talking about you, talking about Christmas tournament basketball. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week on the Earl Time Podcast.